Learning English helps me to talk with my mates about soccer. SBS acknowledges the traditional custodians of country and their connections and continuous care for the skies, lands and waterways throughout Australia. Hi and welcome to the SBS Learn English podcast where we help Australians to speak, understand and connect. My name is Josipa and I get a kick out of learning new English phrases. To get a kick out of something means to get a lot of enjoyment out of something. Do you know what I also get a kick out of? It's into the net. It's not to be today. Watching the soccer team from my birth country compete at FIFA World Cup. And this year, since now I'm an Australian citizen, my enjoyment is doubled. I'll be glued to the screen when either Croatia or Australia are competing with the best teams in the world in Qatar, where the World Cup is being played this year. And if you're glued to the screen, you are watching something very closely and you just can't stop because whatever you are watching is so interesting. So let's practice some useful soccer phrases Or should I say some useful football phrases? Hmm, let me check. Okay, so in Australia, football can refer to soccer, rugby league, rugby union, or Australian rules football. You'll often hear Australians use soccer, so it doesn't get confused with the other sports. Soccer is the term usually used in Australia and Canada, as well as in the US. Anyway, with us today are Alan and Claire. How about that match yesterday? Oh yes, it kept me on the edge of my seat until the very end. Such a shame it ended up in a draw. I still can't believe we blew a two-goal lead. The other team had an impressive comeback. You're a good sport. I thought you'd be a sore loser. Nah, I'm a die-hard fan, but I still love a close game. So Claire asked Alan if he had enjoyed the match. She said, How about that match yesterday? How about that match yesterday? Is an example of an informal way to ask if someone enjoyed the match or game. Another great way to start a conversation about soccer could be by asking, How do you think your team will do in the upcoming game? Has your team ever got to the cup final? Who are you going for in this game? Or, as we heard before, how about that match yesterday? Do you remember how Alan answered? He said, The match kept me on the edge of my seat until the very end. If something keeps you on the edge of your seat, it is very exciting and you don't know what is going to happen or how it is going to end. So, for example, after watching a movie, you could say, I was on the edge of my seat for the entire movie. Alan also said, Such a shame it ended up in a draw. If a game, any game, not just soccer, ends up in a draw, it means that neither team has won because both teams finished with an equal score. Games can also end up in a tie which is the same thing as ending up in a draw. I still can't believe we blew a two-goal lead. The other team had an impressive comeback. 
a comeback is when a team comes from a losing position to either win or draw the match. Allen also said that his team blew a two-goal lead, meaning they were two goals ahead but the other team came back to draw. And if you hear someone saying they blew something in everyday situations, it means they failed it. Claire then used some interesting phrases. Let's hear them again. You're a good sport. I thought you'd be a sore loser. A good sport doesn't get angry or rude when their team loses. People who get angry when their team doesn't win are sore losers. The term good sport can be used outside of sports talk too and can just mean someone that is kind and generous. For example, you could say, come on, be a good sport, drive me to the shops. Nah, I'm a diehard fan, but I still love a close game. I'm a diehard fan, but I still love a close game. A diehard fan is a loyal supporter who knows everything about their team. We all speak football. You're listening to SPS Football, your home for the FIFA World Cup. While preparing for this episode, I asked Alan how he chooses who to support when his favorite team is not playing. He used an interesting phrase I'd like to share with you. He said, I always go for the underdog. An underdog is a person or group who people expect will lose a game or a sporting competition. Now, we don't have a word for the underdog in the Croatian language. And speaking with my Italian, Japanese, Nepali and Russian colleagues, I discovered that their languages also don't have a literal translation of the word underdog. And what about your language? The opposite of an underdog is a favorite. How do you say an underdog or favorite in your language? Now let's hear some other phrases we can use to describe what is happening in a soccer game. This game is real end-to-end stuff. Our forwards missed a few scores. Maybe we'll win on penalties. I've always wanted to ask you, what do you think of players who dive for free kicks and penalties? A soccer game is end-to-end when both teams constantly attack each other so that the ball and the play moves from one end to the other a lot. So if a game is fast-moving and full of action, you could say... This game is real end-to-end stuff. Allen then said that his forwards missed a few scores, meaning goals. Forwards are also called strikers. Their main job is to score a goal. There are four main types of players according to where they play. They are goalkeepers, defenders, midfielders and forwards. Finally, listen to this question Claire asked. It's a great conversation starter. What do you think of players who dive for free kicks and penalties? Do you know what a free kick means? How about penalties? If you would like to know more about the meaning of these words and how they influence how a team plays, 
visit our website sbs.com.au slash learnenglish where you can find additional learning notes. Now, let's hear Claire's question once again. What do you think of players who dive for free kicks and penalties? A dive is when a player falls to the ground easily and pretends to be badly injured, so that they can be given a free kick or penalty. Informally, we call this diving, and it is against the rules of the game. But it's also a very hard thing to judge. And because it's so hard to judge, everyone has a different opinion about it. And so it is a very common topic of conversation, particularly between supporters of different teams. My guest today is an expert and a die-hard fan of everything soccer-related. His name is Eftimios Kalos, also known as Temi, and his voice has become a part of many Greek households across the country, as Temi has been reporting on SBS Greek for over 32 years. Hi Temi, it's a great honor to have you in our program. Hi Josipa, it's a great uh, to be here. Thank you for the invitation. So, as I was telling you before, uh, I'm curious about the name of the Australian men's national team, the Socceroos. How did they get their name? Josipa, the Socceroos is a blended word made up of the words soccer and kangaroo. It's been used since the 70s, 1970s, to describe the team, the national team. But did you know a different Australian animal was also nearly the name of the team. No, I didn't. Which Australian animal? The emu. In a competition to pick a name for the team, the emus was actually the favourite. Emus are known for being really fast-running birds that also have a good kick, so some people argued that it was a better fit. Oh, that's so interesting. And how about the Matildas, Australia's women's soccer team? Where did their name came from? They were actually first known as the female Socceroos, but they obviously deserve their own name, right? The name Matildas was also a result of a competition. Fans could have chosen Waratahs, that's a red Australian flower, or lorry kids, which are a colourful Australian bird. But they did not. They picked Matildas. You might have heard this word in the name of the classic Australian song, Waltzing Matilda. A Matilda means a swag or bag that is carried by someone travelling with all their possessions inside. Well, it's a great name, but it doesn't really make sense because carrying a bag with all your possession is not a very fast way to move, I think. Anyway, uh, the 2022 FIFA World Cup Qatar is kicking off soon. Where and how can we watch it? Josipa, SBS is the only place where fans can watch this event live and free. All matches and the FIFA World Cup Today highlights show will be streamed live on SBS On Demand, while SBS Radio will also broadcast all 64 matches in up to four languages simultaneously. English, Arabic and in the languages of the competing teams. I can't wait. And I know you feel the same too. This is such an exciting event. But Demi, before I let you go for today, will you please help us revisit the phrases from this episode? 
I'm more than happy to, Josipa. See if you remember the meaning of these phrases before hearing the answer. What is the meaning of a comeback in soccer? In soccer, a comeback happens when a team comes from a losing position to either win or draw the match. So if a team recovers from a losing position, you could say, what a comeback. In sporting competitions, who is described as the underdog? An underdog is a person or group or who people expect to lose a match or competition. Now let's practice together. We heard different questions that could help us start the conversation about soccer. How about that match yesterday? Has your team ever got to the cup final? Who are you going for this game? What do you think of players who dive for free kicks and penalties? And now let's practice some phrases we can use when we are talking about soccer. The match kept me at the edge of my seat until the very end. It was an end-to-end -end game that ended up in a draw. We blew a two-goal lead. Maybe we'll win on penalties. And if you would like to get in touch with us, send us an email, learnenglish at sbs.com.au or reach out on Facebook. We are SBS Learn English. As always, I'm Josipa. Thank you for listening. SBS Learn English helps Australians speak, understand and connect.